Hello, everyone, and welcome in the React Native Show podcast. Uh, today, we have a wonderful episode for all of you. We will be talking about a different platform that you that you can develop in React Native 4, and that platform is TV. So let me start with introducing my guest. And my first guest is me, because I was actually working on TV platform project for the past two and a half years, and uh, I learned a lot. Uh, during that time, we were using React Native in that project. So I was really, really hoping that we can at some point do the episode about it. So in this episode, we'll do an overview of what it means to actually develop for TV, what is the TV platform, and how you can leverage React Native, what are the benefits, what are the drawbacks of using React Native for uh, TV development. So yeah, I was the first guest. I'm also a host of this podcast. And uh, with me, my two wonderful guests, uh, Yusuf and Carol. So Yusuf, maybe let's start with you. Can you please introduce yourself? Uh, tell us what is your background in React Native and what is the product that you are working on? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Yusuf. Uh, I'm a software engineer uh, working at Excite. Um, so Excite is a basically entertainment company. Uh, it's like you can think of it's it like um, Spotify, but with music videos or just like YouTube music or something. So yeah, that's that's the company. And I've been um, working with React Native since mid 2016. So it's been it's been a very long time. And I'm currently one of the maintainers of the React Native TVOS project. That's it basically, yeah. And we are all very grateful uh, to you for doing that. Uh, we will be touching on the React Native TVOS uh, library in a second, uh, but second guest, Carol. Uh, Carol actually worked with me on that project within Callstack. Right now, Carol is uh, collaborating with us. Uh, so Carol, can you please uh, tell us some more about your experience in React Native in TV development? Sure. Uh, hello. My name is Karol. Uh, I have uh, seven years uh, of experience in TV industry in general. I'm a React Native uh, developer right now. Uh, I'm working with Lukas uh, in the same project, uh, as he said. Uh, previously, I was working in a change company uh, that was um, providing the uh, head-end and uh, front-end solutions to stream the content, basically, and to watch the TV. Okay, thanks a lot. And uh, Carol actually also contributed to the React Native TVOS library. Uh, just when he joined the project that I was working on at the time, uh, I didn't know him that well. And one day he came to me and said, oh, I prepared this uh, performance optimization for this React Native TVOS library. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. I I'm going to look at it. And then a few days passed and I looked at the improvement and it was like, quite a lot of work. And I was like, uh, Carol, how did you get to this? And he said, oh yeah, I have five years uh, experience in TV. <laughs> okay, that's why. That's why you, you knew how to do it. Um, so when we talk about working for TVs, when we talk about developing for TV platform, what do we actually mean? Uh, I want to now uh, have some overview of the market of what are the devices that we can develop for and what are the platforms that actually run those devices so like operating system and stuff like that so let's start with the devices first and obvious one is the tv is the big screen everyone almost everyone has in their living room uh so what are those tvs what those can run well, there are quite wide range of operating systems in the market, to be honest. Um, like there are, there is Android TV devices, there is TVOS devices, um, also what I call it like web-based operating systems, like Samsung Tizen or LG WebOS or like Vizio has something else, etc. Um, 
yeah, we can. This is these are the the three categories I would say. Um, there's also the Roku, for example. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite wide. So w- when I was preparing for this episode, I looked at some market research, and the TV market is so fragmented. You yeah. it, it it gets your head spin. Like you have Roku. Roku is quite big in the US. It's not big all, all over the world, but it's quite big in the US. That's right. The Apple TV is not as big. Android TV is huge in Poland, I think, uh, where we are with Carol, but uh, not as big worldwide. And also when you talk about LG, Samsung, those companies have their own system. Like you said, those are web-based systems, but they also have some TVs that work with Android TV system and not the Tizen yep. system, for example. So it's quite challenging to even grasp the scope of the ecosystem. In mobiles, we have uh, iOS, Android, and those have like probably 95% of the market or something like that, uh, especially in like US and Europe. Um, with TVs, is the story is different. So that's for... Let's say that is the TV as a category of device. There are a lot of platforms there. What is the other category of the device that we actually also uh, have to consider when talking about TV development? So we can watch video content on anything that has a screen, basically. So we can uh, use the mobile uh, to to launch the application that streams the video. Uh, We can use the web browser. we can use the game consoles uh, so i i bet that we can uh, launch some kind of tv application on different devices maybe a fridge even uh, it's it's uh, yeah. hard to mention them all but uh, when we are developing the tv application we should be prepared to support all those devices because right now we can uh, and we are uh, using the mobiles uh, to, to watch the content, uh, not only on YouTube, but also uh, it's more popular to use uh, mobiles uh, to watch the live TV. Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, there is one category that you missed, and that category is set-top boxes. The either like plugging sticks to your TV, like Fire TV. Fire TV is uh, a stick that you plug into your TV, mm-hmm. or the like a myriad of different uh, set of boxes or plugins from like Chinese companies and all over and from Nvidia even right and mm-hmm. those usually run uh, uh, some kind of Android TV some kind of Android yeah, that's right. platform that's right uh, and another category of the device and we'll we'll not be talking about this category in this episode specifically but it's worth to mention are the uh, boxes from your netcoms, uh, sorry, telecoms. Embedded with uh, embedded system, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's right, and there is uh, one uh, nice thing about Android TV in general uh, in uh, in scope of uh, set-top boxes because uh, where we have the Android TV stick, some kind of stick like Fire Stick, for, for example, uh, we have the Android system there. So we have to go through the Android home, uh, some kind of home or, or Amazon home screen and then launch our application. However, uh, Google on uh, or Android TV provides a feature that is called Android TV uh, operator tier uh, application. So opera- operator can uh, go to Google with their set-top box, uh, some kind of that is uh, capable to launch the Android system and they can uh, ask Google for the certification and we can use our application to be as a home screen of the whole system, whole Android system. We have to fulfill uh, some additional requirements like to show the App Store or to show the settings, but we can go straight to a streaming video after launch of the box. So uh, this is a quite nice feature to Android TV ecosystem. Yeah, so basically have your own app as the only app 
on the device, well, as the launcher of the device. Yeah, as the launcher, because you still yeah. can install additional applications like uh, YouTube or uh, any other application that can stream the video. However, your application will be the home screen. Okay, okay. So to recap this uh, this part of the discussion, TV market, and let's not say maybe TV market, streaming application market is very very fragmented it's nothing like we see in uh in web between react and other frameworks on with mobile and android and ios uh or with uh, pcs and apple uh, macbooks it's much much more fragmented uh so with that fragmentation of devices comes a lot of fragmentations in platforms as well and that means that in order to develop those applications in a purely native way, we'd have to have, I don't know, like several, probably like five or seven or 10 different teams capable of developing apps for Tizen natively, for WebOS, for LG natively, for Apple in Swift natively, for Android natively, and, and so on and so forth. So React Native, of course, comes to the rescue and we can, for some of those platforms, in some way, leverage React Native. So let's not yet go into how to do that, but maybe I will ask you, Carol, uh, Yusuf, from your experience, working within industry, working with some other partners, some other products, what would you say is the hmm, spectrum of usage React Native? Like the how many apps actually are aware of React Native and use React Native in some form in the market? So uh, I don't have answer for that. Uh, I, I don't have the research uh, on the market. Uh, I can say uh, about my experience. So. Uh, previously, uh, when I worked at SeaChange, we uh, had a uh, few teams, native teams, uh, and we moved on to uh, develop in one team uh, in single pace uh, for each platform, which uh, improved our um, pace of development in general and uh, compatibility of features between the platforms. So it was crucial to um, release the application almost in same day for each platform with same set of features so mobile uh, devices didn't stay behind uh -huh. but uh, it was our choice it's hard to say uh, if um, other companies uh, pick the same it's yes Yusuf yeah uh, at Excite we have three different teams for example at the moment we have one Roku team developing the Roku application uh, one um, lightning team, we call it, uh, they're working on the Comcast um, devices, Comcast applications. Uh, there is this Lightning.js uh, library or framework um, they use to develop applications for, for those devices. Um, and we also have our own team, uh, the, my team basically, our React team. We are developing for Android and Samsung, etc. Currently, we're trying to um, unify the teams as much as possible, um, but it's not always possible. <laughs> to be honest, like for example, Roku is totally different, so we can't we can't target Roku uh, from our React Native code base, for example. So we'll have to keep Roku team uh, there, but maybe we can um, we will try to um, target Comcast devices with React Native. Uh, application. So yeah, currently I don't think a lot of people um, choosing React Native to develop, develop TV applications. Uh, I don't have the reason why, but I have a guess. Um, maybe Please they're share. not. Yeah, maybe they're not that comfortable picking up a fork to build their uh, commercial application. I don't know. Uh, that could be a reason. Um, and the, the, the community we have is not that big. Maybe they're not that, um, 
maybe they want more activity on, in the community to trust on React Native TV, uh, or and maybe they're not willing to contribute to the project uh, in case of any bug they encounter or I don't know things like that. I think it's also like in terms of community visibility and of the awareness of the how to use React Native for that for for the platforms that you are working on because it's not React Native for TV is kind of um odd child in the React Native ecosystem. The React yeah. Native ecosystem is very vibrant and very lively. Uh, I know a lot of uh, people from that community, from mobile community, from web community, but TV doesn't have the same, mm, doesn't have the same amount of people like, uh, like the other platforms, doesn't have the same amount of blog posts, videos, and stuff like that. So hopefully we can start changing that with this podcast. Let's but hope so, yeah. Also, it's about, I think, it's about different... The, the platform fragmentation requires you to take into account the platform quirks and platform-specific features. And it's easier to do if we have only two different mobile systems that we have to care about and not seven different mobile uh, TV systems that we have to care about. So let's maybe... Uh, talk a little bit which from the platforms that we mention we can target with React Native and in, once it, in what scope. Because not all of the platforms from the ones that we mentioned before we can target in the same uh, way. So I will start by saying that a uh, few years ago, I think six years ago or something like that, Doug Lauder who we, uh, who we uh, cheer from here, we, we thank him. Uh, he set up this repository. No, sorry, not the repository. He started work on um, React Native TVOS, meaning in React Native repository, he added a lot of utilities and other support for TVOS, for Apple platform specifically. Uh, that happened a few years ago. It was in the React Native repository. And uh, after some time, two, two things happened. Uh, one was that the support for Android TV was added as well. And the other thing that happened was that these contributions for tvOS and for Android TV were extracted from the main repository and put into fork. So right now it it lives under its own repository for for years now. And Doug is responsible for for basically uh, backporting the changes from the main repository to that fork, so that the fork lives uh, more or less within the same uh, version that the main React Native repository. And with that repo, you can target Apple TV and Android TV. And Fire TV, because Fire TV is basically Android. Yeah, that's right. Technically, so, you can target any Android-based um, operating system. I mean, yes. all Android. That's right. So, we still can develop on the mobiles with that. Yeah, yeah, also mobile. Also, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's very worth to mention. And uh, Doug told me that as well, that this fork works for mobiles as well. He is not removing anything from the mobile support or from uh, other support. He's just Definitely. adding the, the things for uh, TVs and, uh, yeah, for TVs. So with that repository, what is the, what, what are the possibilities for those two platforms? What can we do with that? How can we leverage React Native for Android TV and uh, TVOS with that uh, React Native TVOS repository? So as you mentioned, um, this effort was started in in React Native Core and um, then um, extracted into its own fork because basically React Native TVOS is simply React Native, but with just a couple of extra TV-specific um, functionality supports like focus management, for example. So we're we're just making 
um, TV development easier uh, with React Native TV OS uh, repository. The name is a bit, uh, you know, um, interesting because it's called React Native TV OS, but you can also target React Native. Uh, you can also target Android with it. So it's a bit, um, maybe people don't understand it uh, that much. Uh, so what, well, for, at Excite, we target Fire TV uh, and just regular uh, Android. And also, yeah, we, for, yeah, we, we basically do that. Uh, we don't have TV OS uh, application for, for, our, for us, but we're thinking of doing that. The good thing is, since we're using Rapid TVOS, we can just do that by just tweaking a couple of stuff in, in our repository. Um, maybe Carol have more experience in this area. Maybe we want to add some stuff. Well, sure. So, uh, with the React Native TVOS, basically, we we have all the tools uh, to start developing applications for the Android TV and uh, TVOS. Uh, we have the basic focus management uh, tools, utilities, to know which element has the focus and uh, which has not. Because it's worth to mention that the focus management is the main difference between the mobile development and TV development. When we are working on TVs, we have to change uh, the way we think about uh, user interactions because uh, we have the focus and we have the remote control unit uh, which is used to move uh, through the application. So uh, React Native TVOS provides the utilities to uh, play with the remote control uh, unit. So I think that's the main uh, goal of this uh, repository. Of course, it provides uh, a lot more but uh, this is the main purpose, to, to handle the RCU and different um, interactions. Yeah, certainly, right. And actually, the way we uh, got to know Yusuf was that a few months ago, we've read a bunch of articles or Medium, and we right. read uh, some PRs to React Native TVOS by Yusuf, adding some very cool utilities to focus management that we actually started using right away in our project and we it, it, those are v very needed there so thank you yusuf um i wanted to start from this to show that react native tvs fork of react native main repository covers those platforms android based and tvos almost entirely you can just develop the application as you would for mobiles with some quirks for TVs, but you don't have to do any weird workarounds to get there, to get to the functioning product. This is a still native, React Native application for Android and for tvOS. That right. covers some platforms from what we've mentioned previously. What about, what about all of the others? Can we use React Native TVOS to target the other platforms? And what are the workarounds that we have to employ to make it work? So actually, let's, let's start from web, right? So uh, we often use uh, React Native web to develop web applications. So if we have the React Native application in general, uh, for mobiles or for TVs, uh, we can use React Native Web uh, to use the same components, the same layout uh, to have the application uh, for web. On web, usually we navigate with the mouse, so we don't have to have the, uh, some kind of uh, focus management, right? But uh, as Yusuf mentioned, we have Tizen and we have LG uh, ecosystem WebOS. Uh, on which we can uh, use uh, web applications in, in web view. So we basically, if we have the web application, uh, we have to add some kind of focus management, and then we can use that web application uh, for the Tizen and WebOS, and probably more uh, platforms that can uh, leverage the web view, basically. So uh, there are some things that are needed to add uh, like uh, on TVOS, we have the built-in player, AV player uh, control uh, component, I believe. 
uh, on video, uh, on the web platform, we have to pick a proper uh, video player. There are a bunch of open source and uh, uh, commercial ones. Uh, same for Android, we can use some of the video players like uh, ExoPlayer, which is uh, really popular. Uh, so for the web, we have to pick the video player. We have to uh, implement some kind of focus management on our own or use uh, React Spatial, I think, um, to, to, to leverage their implementation of focus management. And then we should be good to go with current components, current uh, layout uh, for not only web, but also Tizen and WebOS. Uh, yeah, well, we maybe uh, forgot to um, describe what we mean by web-based operating systems, but I mean, people probably understood it at this point, but um, yeah, those operating systems basically let you build a web application that you can run on their devices as, let's call it, their native uh, applications. Um, so the, the problem is, well, technically speaking, you can use React Native Web uh, alongside with React Native TWS as the target web platform, right? So it's possible. Uh, the, the missing pieces will be everything we have developed for for the TV-specific features. React Native uh, Web uh, is based on the core React Native, so it, it converts or translates the existing components in React Native uh, repo to, to their web counterpart, but if you use it with React Native TVOS, it won't uh, translate components like uh, TV Focus Guide View, which is special to TVOS. So you have to come up with your own implementation or do something uh, to make it work. Um, so, and, and and the problem is when when we're developing a, when we're thinking about web applications, we think it as a one, uh, like you can build a web application, it runs on every different browser, right? Um, but it's not the story uh, on the TV side because even though Tizen and LG WebOS are technically web applications, they are different platforms, right? There mm -hmm. are yeah. platform-specific features, like for example, every platform, every TV manufacturer has, has its own uh, in-app purchase implementation, for example, they have their own SDKs you need to implement. So just separating um, it as a web doesn't is not enough, basically. So uh, you have to think that you have to tweak your implementations based on every single operating system when targeting web and the current ecosystem or the current um, infrastructure, let's call it, um, is not ready for this. So you, you need to do your, you need to come up with your own solutions. That's, that's one of the problems in, in the TV, um, application development side, I would say. Yeah, so uh, as you see, we started from React Native TVOS and Android and TVOS because those are, let's say, easy to develop. Uh, the same level of, uh, of difficulty as just developing React Native for mobiles and for, uh, for tablets, right? You just have to know the, the platform and you can just run with it. And those apps... Mm, behave nicely, let's say. You still have to consider some edge cases. We will talk about the challenges of TV development next. And as you go down the spectrum, the challenges become more and more visible. So there are still some challenges for Android and TVOS, but not as many as we go to the right of the spectrum, where we go to Tizen and WebOS and Web, because then we have to implement some workarounds already, and we have to uh, be aware of the challenges even more. And then there are other platforms that you can still use React Native for, but not in this di direct rendering way as you would on those platforms that we just discussed. So um, there are frameworks that allow you to use React Native on the API layer, on the JavaScript layer, and under the hood, 
those are not rendering regular React Native native controls from Java and Swift, nor they are rendering just uh, web counterparts, divs and texts and stuff like that. Uh, those are brownfield applications, and the controls for that for those applications for like uh, Xbox or PlayStation or other game consoles or other systems can be written in C++, they can be written in some game engines even, and they use React Native only to orchestrate the visual layer on JS layer, but under the hood, those systems can be widely different. And um, there is this huge conference slash fair in Amsterdam I visited in September. It's it's called... Uh, International Broadcasting Conference, IBC. I talked with uh, some uh, agencies, some software houses that were uh, present there, and I then discovered the, the wide spectrum of this kind of brownfield development with React Native, but they have their own uh, native system uh, systems under the hood. So the spectrum here is very broad. And then the workarounds that you have to do there are even more uh, visible. What I want us to focus on is the left side of the spectrum. It's just the Android TV, iOS, uh, TVOS, Fire TV as just the regular nice platforms, and then Tizen, WebOS, and Web as web platforms. Let's let's not talk about the brownfield solutions for now, but acknowledge that they do exist and you can target more platforms with JavaScript code, just not in the same mm, way as you would uh, the nicer platforms. So that's that. With that said, uh, maybe let's... It was a hard discussion, right? From the uh, platforms, producers of the TVs, different devices, then spectrum of usage of React Native. Let's talk about something nice. Let's talk about the benefits of using React Native for those platforms. Yeah, certainly. It's I would say it's quite simple. It's the same as using React Native for mobile. Like you, you just write it. You use like almost all of the code. Do you reuse almost all of the code you have on both platforms? And if you're lucky, your application is. If it's not that complex, you don't even touch on the native layer at all. You build your application and just ship it. It's it's incredible, you know. It's the same for uh, for TV. Or at least we're trying to do this to do this. The same for TV platform with uh, React Native TVOS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely. Uh, this is something that Carol said already in the beginning of the episode. Uh, in the previous company that he works on. When you have uh, so many platforms and you have to deploy on the same day, it's impossible with seven different teams to deploy on the same day. It's, it is possible on React Native to deploy on the same day. You still have to take into consideration all the, on the challenges. Um, one uh, nice thing that I can also think about uh, using React Native for TVs uh, in particular, is the unification of the experience. Not only the UI, but also the UX, uh, the focus management, all, all that. When you develop natively for all of those platforms, they want you to employ their, their own um, paradigms of focus control. Yeah. Paradigms yeah. of... Uh, of other things that you that you do there. When you develop with React Native, you can bypass their systems. You can use uh, something that Yusuf developed for focus management that unifies the way your remote control um, behaves. And then your apps for all of the platforms can behave the same. If I can add here one more thing, 
uh, to the focus management in general, more or less, because uh, there are still some differences between focus engines on Android TV and on uh, tvOS. So we still have to be aware of that. Uh, however, uh, utilities like Yusuf uh, developed are bringing us to common space where we can use the same uh, layout of components and have the same result of each uh, pass of the focus, which is great, right? We, yeah. we want maybe, to maybe, have the same experience. Maybe I, we can, um, maybe I can uh, describe how it works just a bit. Uh, oh, like yeah. we, we, well, focus management is, as you said, like different on every single platform. Every platform has its own uh, way of handling it. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of new in the TV space, um, I would say, like I've been working on TV applications for a year now. So, um, and the thing I mentioned, the first thing I mentioned, um, I realized, sorry, I realized when I started working on TV was the focus management. It was a mess because like our code base was full of, um, logic for just the handle focus because because of the differences on on the platform uh, we were um trying to unify things on the javascript layer as much as possible and it was it's almost an impossible task you know and i realized that and started to look into like what what can do how how can we unify android and tv os behavior because they are they're so different. Um, I'm not gonna go into details, but they're really different. And unifying them was my number one goal. I'm happy that um, I I think I've managed to do that. Uh, but as Carol mentioned, I didn't create a new focus engine or anything. I just uh, created a layer, a new API um, that if you use it, it works almost exactly the same on the both platforms and it's built on top of the existing platform features. So it's it's built on top of um, how tvOS focus engine works on that side and how Android focus engine works on the Android side. So um, it's it's good to mention. But if you, I, I, I wrote a, an article about this. If you um, follow some certain rules, and if you uh, structure your layout in a way, um, then it you end up having the same focus uh, management experience on both platforms. But you have to follow follow the rules basically. Which yeah, I, I would highly recommend people uh, reading my article and more importantly my PR descriptions because I <laughs> explain a lot of stuff in those descriptions. Um, so yeah, if if anybody is curious how how it works, um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, we we will definitely link the article and we will link the PRs to React Native TVOS. This is in main repository, so this is the way the React Native TVOS wants you to handle uh, focus management. Correct. Yeah. Since uh, half a year ago or nine months ago or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I can add one more thing, yeah. because this is a great note for the uh, UX uh, developers or um, uh, designers of the layouts of the components and applications, because in order to have the predictable focus management, we have to have proper layout of the uh, design, right, of the That's application. Right. So if we have multiple buttons uh, spread across the whole screen, it will be difficult to follow the same uh, focus uh, route. However, if the layout is okay and according to the guidance provided by the, uh, for example, Android TV uh, developer nodes, uh, then we should be uh, in the same spot on tvOS and on Android TV as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, the design guidelines and TV-specific layouts, TV-specific components are not in my script for this episode. Uh, I think... Uh, we might overlooked it in preparation, but we can definitely talk about it for a little bit. So, but first I wanted to mention something. Oh yeah, um, the, the input handling, the focus handling uh, in React Native TVOS is described on React Native TVOS uh, repository in the article 
and also in in the PRs. Uh, there are other and it represents a uh, help from when we previously had to rely a lot on imperative calls on yep. set focus, focus something, blur something like by hand to more doing things in a declarative way, just relying of the component structure. So that's great. And uh, like Carol said, we have to structure our component tree and we have to have the proper layout in order to get the benefits of that. There are also other um, tries, other uh, experiments of how to structure the focus management uh, work. And one of that is the library from BAM, uh, React Native Space Navigation, I think it's called. And they employ like also... That, yeah. Yeah, it's quite new. It's I think it's an experimental state. Uh, it doesn't handle all of the edge cases yet, but it's also like a nice experiment, nice reasoning of how we could move from this imperative way to more declarative way, to more the React way of doing things. So uh, I am really happy to see a lot of movement in, in the space of... Uh, just discussing how the navigation, how the focus management should work in TV apps for React Native. Uh, yeah. Well, certainly. Um, be, because there is, well, well, it all, all of it comes from the web platform problem, to be honest. Like, currently, I think uh, we've solved the focus problem on the native platforms. It's It's quite easy to use. Uh, the existing solutions and it works well enough. Um, but on the web, people still have to target the web platforms, right? So if if you are a TV developer, you are not targeting just an Android TV platform, like, oh, I don't know, Fire TV or just regular Android. You have to develop for all the all those web-based platforms as well because because of this fragmentation, you have you wanna um, reach out to all all the market, right? So this is why people still coming up with new focus management solutions just just to solve this problem, and I think that this is um, this is something I want to solve as well. But I want to solve this in the core uh, because I think React Native TOS is doing amazing job for native. But I'm I'm thinking we should also support web platforms because we can think of TV applications as native and web as a separate things, right? It's the reality is we have to target um, all of them. So there is a bit of a discussion in currently like how how we can solve this. Um, I'm experimenting some um, some solutions. Um, maybe I can go into detail later in, in, in the podcast. But yeah, all it comes from this. But if you ask me, um, I don't like imperative solutions uh, because I find them a bit error prone. Let's yes. let's let's say you you said this list is horizontal, but you made it um, well. You you set its focus management um, prop as like this is a vertical list or horizontal list, and you changed it, but you forgot to update the focus management side of things. Then it will just broke, right? Uh, so I, I'm thinking everything should just work if possible, because this is how things work on the uh, native layer. Uh, people should just uh, reach out to imperative ways when they when it's really necessary, when they have a custom logic they have to implement. So yeah, I'm hoping uh, we can um, just add this uh, and this war and this focus management war and handle all of this in the core. Is there anyone? Is there anyone in the TV community that actually advocates for imperative calls uh, when you say end this war? No, no, no. I, I mean, yeah. I, I said war, but uh, just because everybody is coming up with their own solution because they have to. You know, yeah. this is not. This is not yeah, that there, people there, like it. The reality is that everyone has their own use case. And before your PR, it was 
necessary to use right. a lot of imperative calls. And when That's you right. when you used it once, then another feature comes and another bug comes, and you start uh, and and you start adding those set focus next, blur something, focus something mm-hmm. yeah. on so many components that that's it's it's really easy to to lose track of them and to 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 to, to add an additional box um i want to back us out a little bit from this focus management and go back to what we have been discussing which is the benefits of react native uh, i found another one in my notes and I think we can, uh, this is definitely something that Yusuf, you already mentioned. The benefits of React Native for TVs are the same as benefits for React Native for mobiles. But I think this one in particular can be bigger than in mobiles because of the fragmentation of the market. So That's right. the resources and the learning curve and uh, the, 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 like optimizations in development. When we have only one team that needs to know some native platforms as well, some people know to, have to know some native platforms as well, but everyone else can just develop React Native in JavaScript for all of those platforms, yeah. six platforms, for example. Uh, it's, it really adds a lot of optimization to the development process than having six different teams working on six different uh, platforms at the same time. So, and another is the, like the knowledge that you have to have in your team, that you have to document your product, you have to uh, read the documentation for the platforms and stuff like that. Okay, so let's go from the benefits of React Native, we know there are many, to the challenges that we see in the TV space in general, not only in React Native, but in general. And let me start by saying that I don't really understand how you can pay uh, hundreds of dollars for a huge flat screen TV, 16 inch or some 60 inch or something like this, and this TV has one gigs of RAM and yeah. uh, pro- and processor as in five year old Android phone. What's up with that, producers? Can you? Yeah, tell I me? was I was thinking the same thing um, a couple of days ago, like. You said five years, but uh, I think devices are like from 10 years ago, uh, I would say. Uh, And this is, uh, we're not talking about like the worst devices. We're talking about the average. Yeah. Uh, There are, there are a lot of good um, Android, new Android setups boxes, for example, they are powerful, um, nice to work with, but the rest of the um, market is just full of uh, devices with like like 500 and megabytes of RAM or something like that, right? And I was thinking, I was checking like what it compares to the mobile market. And I was thinking like maybe those those Android devices are like Samsung Galaxy S3 level um, performance they provide, right? And I checked it, yeah. The spec-wise, they are kind of similar, you know, and yeah. the, and and the feeling is the same. Uh, like and the, S3 it's slow. came out probably in like 2012, 12, yeah, yeah. probably as well. That's right. Well, if I could jump in, sorry, Yusuf, but yeah, uh, uh, I was thinking about the same topic uh, some time ago, and I thought that maybe it's because we don't change TVs as often as we do with mobiles. Uh, we tend to upgrade our mobiles more often than TVs, I think. And uh, if someone bought the, uh, I don't know, Fire Stick, for example, the old one, he will use that Fire Stick out until it burns, uh, <laughs> until yeah, it plays right. the, the, the video content. And uh, that's part of the problem we, we are struggling with in TV development in general. Uh, but that should be even more incentive to, at the time you purchase the device, for that device to be maybe not top of the shelf, not the high end, but at Decent least one. in line yeah. with mid-range Android phones, 
the mid-range Android phones for $200 can have great specs already. So yeah. why not put those kind of specs in like Samsung A-line phone specs from two years ago into TVs? Uh, so let's, uh, let's recap. Performance is a big uh, thing that we have to look for in TV development. And not only in React Native, but in Native as well. But in React Native, we have to look for it even more because we have the JavaScript runtime we have to care about. And we have yeah. to look for rendering and stuff like that. So uh, how to... Sorry. Yeah, please. Uh, 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 sorry, I, help I, me I out wanted to add one more thing because uh, uh, on TVs we have more space to, to use to render stuff, to, to display stuff. So sometimes uh, the right. application can have more uh, components, more features, more uh, things on the screen to render uh, than the mobile one because, uh, well, uh, the screen is a bit smaller. It's not always the case, but it can happen as well. And usually we use the TVs uh, to play the stream, right? And that stream consumes a, a lot of memory as well. That's right. Like it's, it's the second challenge. Uh, the the hardware is not that performant, but also these are um, entertainment devices. So usual, usual uh, people are using it for watching movies and stuff, right? And these are not like streaming a video is not a cheap. Um, operation yeah it makes things even harder you know <laughs> like the the hardware is already um quite cramped we don't have a lot of resources but uh and we're we're trying to render application our application uh while playing a video is just just another level yeah so in tvs in particular we have to employ a lot of techniques for react native optimization for react optimization uh, more than on mobiles, I would say. And uh, that's right. Actually, yeah. Carol recently in our project, uh, he had to like uh, disable animations for some lower end devices in order for that devices to be actually uh, usable in in some aspects. We're thinking uh, of disabling it for all the devices, to be honest. Well, so, yeah, you, you that's, still that's want to, way. like you said, this is an entertainment platform, right? So you want to give people some like nice UI and nice UX um, to 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 play around with. So if they can afford it, if they can, if they have uh, Apple TV, let's say that device yeah, can sure, afford yeah. to just run some animations and to to run some nice uh, some nicer things. Uh, what are the other considerations, challenges when we are working on unified code base for different uh, TV platforms? Yeah, I mentioned this be uh, before, uh, but it's just when we're, we're in a transition to use uh, React Native Web to target our web-based web uh, platforms. And we do well, we set up a metro pipeline to support um, different extensions for different um, providers, different platforms, for example. So you don't have it by default. You have to set this up yourself. Um, maybe we can call this as a challenge or I don't know, uh, one of the drawbacks. But yeah, you need to know the tools you're using because um, the, the the default pipeline is not enough for you. Like it's just on one building uh, mobile, it's just native, uh, sorry, Android and iOS, and everything is ready for you already. You don't need to do anything else, but it's not the case on, on TV, sadly. Yeah. Also, uh, when talking about supporting different platforms, you have to think about like your tooling there and uh, maybe you have a monorepo, maybe you have like s several different things. Sure, but yeah. You have to configure your bundlers uh, properly, right? To take into account like the different Absolutely, extensions yeah. for the files. You have to do 
a lot of um, take the platform differences into consideration. So you have some uh, different components or different parts of the file or different different flows for the user. Like you said, maybe in a purchases, maybe some you know some other things that you have to take into consideration because this is not only like two mobile platforms. It's probably like six or seven different uh, TV platforms. Right. You can just use an off-the-shelf library. For example, throughout your code base, you need to come up with your own APIs because yeah. it's almost certain that you will need to swap that library for the web version, for example, if it doesn't support web. So yeah, there are things like this uh, that needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah, when you said that... Um... You remind me about the TV support and like TV uh, community in general. We don't have that much common libraries. We don't have that much common uh, um, guidelines how to do stuff. And I hope we can engage some more and we can produce some more of that content in order for us to all move faster towards better products instead of, of everyone creating their own utilities for their own products. So uh, thank you, Yusuf, for actually uh, sharing the the focus changes that you did for Excite uh, to the broader community. Um, sure. We talked about challenges. We talked about nice things about React Native. We talked about platforms. I think we covered a lot of ground here. We will definitely come back at some point to TV episode, but Let's talk about the future for TVs. And I have something really nice that uh, Doug told us, me and Carol, a few days ago. Uh, Doug, the creator of React Native TVS library, that actually works at Expo now. And yeah. Expo, Expo will be supporting TVs. And actually, I think in alpha version right now, it already does support TVs. And all the libraries from Expo will be supporting TVs as well. So this is a huge uh, shout out to Doug and to Expo for doing this. This will definitely uh, make the lives of new products much, much easier. Definitely, yeah. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I've been asking Doug if, like, like is there a plan for supporting TV for Expo? Because, because we need a we need a, a strong company um, behind this project. We need several companies. Like, for example, React Native is so strong because there is Microsoft, there is Amazon, there's Facebook behind it. They are putting a lot of effort into it. And there are a lot of other companies uh, like you guys, for example. You guys are contributing to the um, ecosystem so much. You have libraries and software mentioned and stuff, right? So we need... Carol, um, uh, Yusuf is shaming us for not contributing to TV enough. We should take note <laughs> of that. And we I, and I admit, we should contribute more to the TV space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have some ideas. We just uh, yeah. need to get to, the, to work, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I encourage everybody to contribute to the TV, React Native TV OS project, because uh, Doug is an awesome guy, and he's so... Uh, fast uh, responding to PRs and stuff. Like it's not like uh, contributing to a any other project. It could be one of the easiest contributions you will make uh, if you want to contribute to TVOS because we have a small community. We we respond quickly and we move fast. That that's actually the reason why I managed to contribute this much to to the repository. Because of, um, because of Doug, yeah. Thank you, Doug, again. Thanks, Doug. Uh, okay, I think I think we should uh, wrap it up. Uh, there are a lot of things to talk in TV space. We will definitely come back to this at some point. But for now, this is uh, this is the end for this episode. Thank you, Yusuf, so much. Thank you, Carol. Uh, the recap for this episode is that we discussed a lot of things in TV space. We discussed the, the diversification of features. We discussed the fragmentation of the market. We discussed how to use React Native in three different steps. You can use 
uh, React Native as is for Android TV, TVOS, and Fire TV. You can use web-based React Native for web for web and for web-based systems like Tizen and uh, WebOS. And you can also use brownfield approach when you have your own native layer written in anything you want and you just hook it up to React Native um, layer for just the view orchestration. So that's that. Uh, we discussed about the challenges and about performance of TV platforms, which we uh, agree that this is not good and we should do better on performance. And we discussed how the Expo will be also um, supporting TVs. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for watching. And uh, see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.